I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Well, hello, Waco, and welcome to Waco PD on the Beat. I'm the Public Information Officer for the Waco Police Department, Sierra Shipley. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for all of McLennan County. That's right. And we're so excited to have uh, you guys listening in today. We've got a really special guest. Uh, we are kind of diverting from PD just a little bit because we've got Chief Gregory Summers here with the Waco Fire Department. Thank you so much, Chief Summers. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you coming on. It's, uh, it's the holiday season. Holidays are in full swing now, aren't they? That is absolutely correct. Yes. Uh, but before we get into kind of the nitty gritty of what we want to talk about today. Uh, let's talk about you. You've been here for now almost two years. Ne- almost two years. Next March will, will be your, your second year anniversary. You'll be two years old. <laughs> Hopefully I'll start walking by the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but talk a little bit about yourself. Those who um, you know are listening in might not know a whole lot about you. Um, talk a little bit about, about your background. Well, my background, I've, I'm originally from uh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. I've been in the fire service for I spent 34 years and 10 months at, at the city of Little Rock as a fire chief uh, for the last 10 years. I uh, thought I would retire in 2018. Oh. <laughs> I tried it, uh, but, you know, I still had something left in me, so I wanted to continue to do what I love doing, and this position in Waco came available. I looked at the city of Waco. I looked at the Waco Fire Department, and um, I felt like it was a good fit for me. I just needed to make sure that it would be a good fit for the city, and I'm coming up on two years, so I feel like it was been a good fit for the city. Must have been all right. Yeah. Right, right, absolutely. Well, you've done a great job so far, uh, you, you and the fire department. Uh, of course, we all appreciate the work that you guys do, especially during the holiday season. Yes. Is this kind of like busier times for you guys? Well, for us, fire prevention messaging, yes, it is kind of busy for us because you got, you know, the Christmas trees, the Christmas lights, then you got the winter safety tips, uh, that you want to convey to people. So, yeah, it's kind of busy for us. Not to mention the temperatures changing. People are bringing out their space heaters. We're having more fires. So, yes, it's kind of busy for us. All right. So an increase in, uh, you know, fire safety, fire prevention. And so let's, let's talk about that, how we can, um, you know, prevent those fires from happening in our homes. What would you say is the biggest between the Christmas trees, the Christmas lights, the heaters, the cooking? What would you say kind of causes the the biggest increase or reason? Space heaters. Space heaters are probably one of our biggest causes because you got this space heater and you got to space it a certain distance away from your curtains, from your bed. And, of course, if you're cold, you want to get as close to you as possible. So they're being unsafe when they're doing that. So space heaters is by far one of our biggest issues that we have during this time of the year. So we recommend that if you have to use a space heater, first of all, make sure you don't plug it up with an extension cord because that wire on that space heater has a certain gauge of wire, and if you hook it up to an extension cord, it has a, a lesser gauge, and that creates a problem. Then we don't want you to put it too close to your bed, too close to your curtains or things like that. So anything that's combustible, keep it at least three feet away from that. Absolutely. And now it's so cold outside. <laughs> you know, we like to use those space. Do you have a space heater? I have one at work because it gets very cold. I think the AC is pumped from the basement up to you. So, <laughs> so what's your, what, where you work at? In the basement. Okay, In the basement. so we're going to yeah. come over there and take a look at that and make sure you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I don't know what I was saying. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just teasing. I, I think it's about three feet from me. Yeah. And then it's got the little safety switch. So yeah. hopefully mm-hmm. that works. It does. It does. That safety switch. If it, you know, if it flip, if it trips over, you know, somebody kicks it over, uh, it goes off automatically. Uh, most importantly, make sure you turn it off when you leave in, in the evening time. That's right. what's the biggest right. thing. I okay. even will sometimes go a step further because I get a little paranoid myself mm-hmm. and I've got a space heater in, in my office and I will unplug it if yes. especially, you know, for the weekend or yes. if, if I'm going yes. out for a few days and I won't be in the office for yes. a while to just completely unplug it. I know that there is no possible way this right. thing is going to catch fire. And, right. Yeah. And so. you're doing the right thing because you've got power up to the switch. So you're doing the right thing by unplugging it. Absolutely. Great. That's just the easiest way to do it. Switches could always fail. Everything fails. Exactly. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That darn technology. (laughs) Don't we love it? Yes. (laughs) As long as it's working. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, now, another big thing is Christmas trees. Uh, Yes, uh, Christmas trees create a lot of problems. You know, we want that live Christmas tree. But the biggest problem with the Christmas tree, a live Christmas tree, is if you don't water it, you know, the, the branches get brittle and it's susceptible to fire. So you need to make sure that you always water that, that uh, Christmas tree. You make sure you put the right type of lights on there, mm-hmm. indoor lights, not outdoor lights. And you want to make sure that those lights are not frayed uh, because they could create a fire as well. Uh, we recommend you use a, you know, the live tree is great. You got that, that smell. But if you can get an artificial tree, they can create issues too. So you want to make sure that that artificial tree is uh, fire resistant as well. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, AJ, have you seen these videos? I'm, I'm sure you have, oh, how Chief. How quickly they How combust. quickly those, those fires spread. Yes. With, they got, they've got the mock living room with the with the tree in there, mm-hmm. and they light the tree on fire, and it just shows how quickly that fire can spread. Talk about that a little right, bit. Right, you got to think about, you know, you talked about technology a moment ago. You just think about, you know, what materials are made of now. You know, we have a lot of hydrocarbons and materials now. So those things are very flammable. So you need to make sure that you keep your, like I say, your space heaters, keep your Christmas trees because you you were absolutely on point when you talked about how quick that goes up. And you're talking about three to five minutes and you got a, a fully content fire, you know, so you want to make sure that you take care of that. It's like the trees were designed to be spaced just enough to get enough oxygen that it just rapidly combusts. Yes. But and another thing about trees, too, so if you get a live tree, you bring it from the outside. You don't want to bring it immediately to the inside of your home. Set it out in the garage for, for about 24 hours or 48 hours before you bring it in so it could be acclimated to the inside because you could create some stress on that tree by bringing it inside too soon. Okay. Did not know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will say this is uh, the first year that I've actually have a house to decorate with, with lights and and things like that. And we started to you know put up all the decorations and we're plugging in the lights. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the first moment I realized that there's a lot ele- electricity used yes. during this yes. time. Yes. I mean, when my dad did it when I was younger, you don't think anything about it. You're like, oh, great yeah. job, Dad! I love the lights. It's because you know you you weren't paying the light bills. No, no, I wasn't paying the light bill. <laughs> I know now. I'm like, let's unplug this, let's unplug that. <laughs> Let's turn that off. <laughs> Even with LED lights on our house before we sold it, like it was ridiculous. I didn't think I went too overboard, but the LED lights still draw a little bit of electricity, and I'm sure they still get a little bit of heat generated. They do, you know. Like so, once again, you know, you got you got lights, and you want to make sure that you you inspect those lights so that they're not frayed. You know, if they're frayed, then they could create shock, 
and they could be susceptible to fire. So you want to make sure that you take care of things like that. Right. Do you see in the, you know, I know you've only been here for, for uh, you know, only one Christmas so far. Right. Uh, but have, have you seen a lot of that happen here in Waco? No, what we've seen here in Waco, um, you know, you have, you know, you might have your chimney fire, and that's because we hadn't had that that chimney clean prior to using it. And uh, just like your furnace, you know, if you got a furnace, you want to make sure that you have that clean before you uh, you use it. You could have a a leak, you know, carbon dioxide. But yeah, we have fires that are associated with the chimney, and we have fires that are associated with. Uh, space heaters here in, in Waco. But that's throughout the country. That's why we sent out that fire prevention tips messaging during this time of the year about how to space those around the space heaters. So what would be the best way for somebody watching this to get those tips or subscribe to them? Is that something that's put in like their water bill or is there an online resource? That's an excellent point you bring up about inserts in the water bill. We're, we're looking at doing just that. Okay. Uh, but we're working with municipal information or communication and marketing as we put those messages out so something to be coming out between now and the next few weeks hopefully and i'm sure if you get that information to sierra she could probably put something out there and i can put it out to crime stop exactly as well you know just flood the market with that information yes definitely yeah absolutely something else i think might be good to talk about is a a uh escape plan you know if your home is on fire right you know you want to you want to always have two ways out you know, and you want to plan and practice that. Uh, have a meet-up place when you get outside. Because a lot of times, you know, people come out. And I'll give you a story. People, you know, had a fire. Uh, the guy got out, but he didn't see his pet. Mm. And so he goes back in, but the pet found a way out. So and that happens, I hear that happens quite often. That ha- happens quite often, you know. So once you get out, you need to stay out. You know, the other thing we need to talk about, though, is uh, candles, right. how pretty they are, you know, that open flame. They smell so good. They smell <laughs> so good, you know. But we need to make sure that we put those candles out before we go to bed at night. Uh, use a battery-operated camera. It might not have that same look, but we recommend you use that battery-operated candle instead but most importantly you know you want to have smoke detectors fire extinguishers in the event that you have a fire you know uh, you want to make sure that you have um, carbon dioxide detectors within your home we don't think about those things and replacing the batteries not just unplugging it because it's annoying (laughs) (laughs) because you're cooking and it makes that noise you go up there and unplug that Mm -hmm. battery disconnect that battery now you got an issue so yeah we want to make sure that we take care of things like that absolutely you guys have been through this before, it seems like. I well, don't know. on the last recording we did, I may possibly have said something I shouldn't have about fire safety and prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, I am I was not aware of the fact that you don't want to have a keyed lock on both sides of a, a glass door. Oh, my God, yes. See, I, I said something to the effect of, you know, if you've got a glass door, make sure it's keyed on both sides. Yes, but, yes. Just think about this. So you discover fire and you're trying to get out. Yes. And you get to that door. You're not really, you know, you, you, you're trying to get out. And, yes. and that smoke will overcome you quickly. Right. And I'm telling you, I've seen, you know, I hate to see fire deaths. I would never go in another house now where there's a fire death. I just don't want to see that ever again because mm-hmm. I've done it throughout my career. But when you find people right at the door yeah. and you say, 
they were right there. How could they not have gotten out? Because they were disoriented because mm-hmm. of the smoke, you know. So you're right. You know, you yeah. definitely don't want to have a, you want to have that twist boat. You know, you want to have that boat, but you want to have it twist. You don't want to have a key on this side. Definitely. And you don't want to have those safety bars outside of your home. Then you can't sneak out. You of, can't you don't get have out. a secondary exit. You're like not, you know, you, you, if you want safety bars, put them inside those windows so that you can get out, right? If they're outside that window, you can't get out. Right. You know. And how important is it to talk about these safety tips and, and evacuation plans uh, for parents with, with their children? It's very important, you know, and that's why if you'd be amazed at the messaging that the kids take back home to their parents from school because that's where we started. We started at the school level. They take that message back home to their parents. And what what are you going to tell your little your five or six year old kid. Right. No, we don't want to do that. We don't want to yeah. do no, that. Of course know? we want to. Of course we want to do it. So yes, we we start at that level. They get that messaging back to their parents and their parents discover that they definitely need a second way out. They need a meeting place. Everybody should go to a certain location. Right. You know? I will say growing up with like you said, it starts at school. Mm-hmm. I We do fire drills all the time at school. We yes. would do them, you know, three times a year mm-hmm. more or more almost. Mm-hmm. And looking back at it now, I go, oh, I, I've never done a fire drill at home. Right. And it, So it's very important. It's to, very important that you practice. Practice makes perfect. Right, you know. right. And then, like you said, it prevents uh, those those people going in back for a pet. Or, right. Or possibly. Or just going back in for, you know, everybody should be at a meeting once you get out, stay out. You know, we teach them how to crawl below the smoke, put your hand to the back of the door to make sure that it's not hot. If it is, you know, you could put you could put towels down or something, go to your window, let the firefighters know where you are uh, so that we can come rescue you. But, yes, that's, that's critically important that we teach those messages. Right. Absolutely. One thing I like to add, too, when yeah. you talk about, you know, extension cords, I call them those... those um, do I need to say this on <laughs> Walmart-type extension cords, a little 99-cent oh, extension yes. cords? Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be careful how Not you use them. Not getting any industrial strength, but right. my gauge like you right. mentioned. Right. You know, if you got a, if you got a multiple strip, you know, don't plug no more than three electronics up to that device. You know, you might see a multiple trip, strip, you got five or six plugs in. Right, yeah. You don't want no more than three plugged up to it. Really? Yeah. It starts getting warm. starts getting warm. You feel that cord and you feel that heat, you know, Guess what's happening inside that cord? The insulation is being broke down. Right. So right. when the insulation breaks down, then you got wiring. Then you set this. That catches on fire, and that's where your fire starts. Don't run your extension cords up on the rugs, because it ins- insulates that heat from that cord, mm-hmm. creates a fire. So, yeah. Goodness, so many different tips and things to be aware of, especially during this time of year when people have yes. so much going on right. inside and outside their home as well. Because people, I mean, I think I feel like that's where the most extension cords are would be outside the home. Right. You get the with Christmas lights. And Clark like Griswold that. starts plugging a thousand yes. things in. Yes. He's got the three plug into a three plug into right. a three plug into right. just yeah. a ball. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people have gotten Electrical pretty elaborate danger. with the, with the music and everything. Yes. Yeah, yes. There's a house I think across the street and around the corner from the PD that does that now. Oh, really? I saw a sign out front that mm-hmm. said tune to this and Oh, that's so cool. Well, that's very cool. If they're watching, hopefully they have not plugged in to the wrong <laughs> extension cords and used an indoor power strip or something right. dangerous yeah. like that too. Right, yeah. right. Well, just be careful. Just ex- just take precaution, you know, and don't leave those lights on all night. Yeah. You know, you got to really you got to really make sure that you're not using an indoor 
wiring for outdoors because the, 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 the harsh weather conditions can create issues with that wiring if it's not the proper type. And you can look, when you go pick up your wiring, it's going to say indoor, outdoor. You know, one other thing I want to add, too, is, you know, the holidays, we do a lot of cooking. Absolutely. You no. Know? So you need to be real careful with that. Don't leave your cooking unattended, you know. And most, most importantly, if you have a timer on your oven, set a timer. If not, just don't leave it unattended. And do not use your oven as a heat source. You know, it gets so cold in your house. Mm-hmm. People open an oven so it can warm up the house. Let's not do that. I've seen some people use their burners, and I'm like, right. you've got a gas stove, right. and you just have an open flame, mm-hmm. and you've got a little three-year-old running around that yes. know, bad things could happen. Bad things. Yeah. Protect. You talk about kids. You know, you got the safety. you got the safety plugs for your outlets. You know, make that safe for, yeah. your, for your kids because you, you don't want some kid. Because, you, know, we, you know, as children, you know, we have curiosity. They sure do. Yes. That's why they got those plug inserts, the right. little plastic inserts. Put those inserts in. You don't want your kid going with a um, fingernail file or, or a nail or something sticking to that outlet. That's not that's not going to be pretty. So let's let's right. do that. Right. I think another great thing to touch on too is as we come through the holiday season, of course, we've got New Year's around the corner as yes. well. And with New Year's comes those fireworks. We we see a lot of uh, those stands selling fireworks, right. which they can because they are outside the city limits. They are. However, fireworks are illegal within Waco city limits. That is absolutely correct. You cannot discharge fireworks within the corporate city limits of Waco. So we need to stay away from that. We don't need to do that. We'll be out in force New Year's Eve making sure that we have people comply with the law. Do not discharge fireworks within the city limits. Now, you can pick your fireworks up, drive through Waco, but you can't possess them in the city of Waco. So do not stop. If you purchase them outside the city of Waco, do not stop in the city of Waco with your fireworks Mm -hmm. and get $5 worth of gas. Keep going till you get out of the city of Waco because you can't possess them in the city of Waco. Right, right. And we know we all like fireworks, right? They're yes. fun. They're pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. They're exciting. Uh, but I wouldn't want to be the one that lights that off. That's no. that. I, I don't trust myself with yeah. that. Uh, yeah. How easy is that to go, you know? It's very on? easy. Just think about it. You know, you're sitting there. you got a, just say a firecracker. You know, we want to light that firecracker and, and we want to hold it. Oh gosh, no! Yeah, there you go. You know, you're thinking that fuse. You don't know how long that fuse. Right. If you might think that, oh, it's a pretty long fuse. Let me light it. Yeah. Before you can throw it away, you know. So it could be drier than it's supposed to be, exactly. and goes faster than it's supposed exactly. to be. So even if it's a x number of seconds fuse. Exactly. So we really recommend that if there's a commercial display, attend a commercial display and watch those fireworks. You know. Right. Just right. like we had. At the uh, Wonderland here uh, last week. Yeah, that was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, when they're regulated, and then like you mm-hmm. said, that those commercial fireworks, uh, much, much better, much safer. Mm-hmm. And of course, even when those happen, you guys are still on standby. I'm still sure. on standby every time. You know, of course, all that comes through the fire marshal's office. Right. The permitting, all of that. So yes, we've got to have a fire truck and somebody on on standby in the event that we might have an incident at that display, because we've seen that happen around the country as well. Yeah, I'm and I'm sure. sure there's a lot of planning that goes into that where we pick up fireworks, we go light them in our backyard. We're not doing a plan uh, to take into account 
what could happen, what could go wrong, right. how to take care of what could go wrong. Mm -hmm. There's no contingencies. It's just I start a fire. Right. I have this thing that's now burning, and then it explodes. Right. You guys put a whole lot of prep work into that that yeah, absolutely needs correct. to be done. And on top of that, you know, that's someone else has purchased those fireworks, and you guys aren't getting a ticket for doing that. So... Uh, You're maybe, right. Maybe we can speak to you guys as wallets. Don't do it because the fireworks cost money, and then when we <laughs> catch you, which one of us will, right? You'll get a ticket yes. from one, if not both of us, right? For, exactly. For whatever offenses yeah. are appropriate. Yeah. And we don't know what that fee is, do we? I don't. Yeah. Not off the top of my head, I don't know the it's fee, not but worth I know it. it's don't a fee. Do the it's, not good. it's not good. You know, it's not good. see, when you go to pay, and they said. I didn't realize it cost that much. Yeah. Right. We don't know what that much is. Right, exactly. Right. We know we know the buy one get five free is tempting. Right. But the ticket is much more higher exactly. than that. Exactly. Okay? Yes. Right, right. Okay. We don't mm -hmm. we don't want that. How closely does Waco PD and Waco Fire work for, for events like that and, and especially on New Year's maybe for those possible fires? New Year's the fourth of July. I mean, we work hand in hand, you know. I mean it's Really, just one organization. Hey, we work together. Exactly. Anyway. It's not just that. It's every day, you know. But if you just scored a little bit higher on your test, you probably could have been a fireman. Oh, no, that's what they say. That's what they I wasn't going to mention first responders' yeah. status, but <laughs> you opened the door. I was going to keep it civil, but we're going to have our first fight on, week, on our podcast. If I had been smarter, I'd have taken your test. <laughs> I didn't even score high. I didn't take it. I do love my job, oh, for the man, record. You know. But, yeah, we, we have a good working relationship. Yeah. And you got the banter that goes back and forth. Yeah, just like that. Police, like, that happens know. on every call. Yeah. Once, once whatever the chaos is calms down, like, somebody's always joking about who's the first responder and who's the second responder. Right, right, right. But you guys are really good about not staging. Like, I know that's the, the joke that goes around, but it's just incredible because sometimes we don't have anybody to send. You guys go and you're like, hey, like, when PD gets here, we need them, but we got it for now. We got to take care of it, right. Which yeah. I think is just great for the people because yeah. there's no, well, let's stage and wait for the scene to clear. Yeah. No now, if it, now, if it's a shooting now. There are exceptions. Yeah, there absolutely, are exceptions, but, right. I mean, fortunately, there's only a couple of instances I can think of where you guys have staged and needed to stage and yeah. right, makes right. sense. Yeah. But I mean, regarding fires, can we talk a little bit more about how important that relationship is between police and fire? Absolutely. You know, you think about it, you know, when we get to a fire scene, we need that assistance because we can't sit there and, and, and hope that somebody does not run over our fire hose. So we need that assistance from PD. You know, if we've got an incident where it might be an arson, until our investigator gets there, we'll need that type of assistance from PD. So it's always a hand-in-hand -hand type relationship, regardless of what it is. On the, on the, on the interstate or on, a, on the roadway, oh. uh, when we've got an accident, you know, we got to have PD there, you know. Well, we need to have fire there, especially on 35. I mean, there's nothing that made me feel more comforted and safe working a wreck on 35 than when I would see the big engine just Lock perpendicular. The lane right. I was like, say, that, you guys that big park engine all the way the across, yeah. people get off, I don't have to worry about cars unless something has gone terribly wrong and that's a whole other story. And that's, that's awesome. That's totally awesome. I've I've, I've had experiences in, in the fire service to where a state trooper would come up and say, you need to clear this in clear this lane. I said, okay, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll clear the lane. We're going to leave the scene with you. 
and then we're going to take off. Yeah. You got to do patient assessment. You got to do all that. We're going to leave. Because this guy was adamant, you know, Captain, you need to move this fire truck out. I mean, clear my land. I said, okay, we will. Mm -hmm. You'll get what you ask for. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? He realized he really needed us. Right. You know, it's a it's a relationship, and it's all about relationships. So we've got a good working relationship with law enforcement, and I think it's important. And after that incident, when his commander found out about it, it changed his whole outlook because he was like, wait a minute, the fire department is critical. Because yeah. you've seen incidents to where officers have been hit on the side of the road. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That fire truck protects you from that. Absolutely. It's definitely a relationship where we all need each other. We all exactly. play a very, very important part, but we cannot do one without the other. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, before we wrap this up, Chief, anything else we want to talk about as far as those fireworks safety, any sort of holiday safety, anything you can think of we haven't touched on yet? No, I think we really, we really covered everything. Um, I, would, I would end by saying... You know, just make sure that you you got your smoke detectors are working properly uh, in your home. Make sure that they're working like they should work. Test them, you know, check your battery once a month. Uh, and then, of course, there are two times of the year that we change our batteries out. Do not, you know, when you're cooking that big Christmas meal and that smoke detector goes off, just open the door. It'll stop in a second, but don't disconnect the battery. Uh, Proper placement of smoke detectors is important. So if it's too close to the kitchen, then you probably need to move it, you know, because it should right. be outside of each bedroom. Mm -hmm. That's where your smoke detectors should be placed, outside of each bedroom. Right, right. You don't want to give away your cooking skills, no. right, with all the smoke. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys inviting me um, here to talk about fire safety. I think it's critically important that we educate people on the importance of of fire prevention tips uh, because we don't want, what I don't want as a fire chief, I don't want to get that call at night saying that we got a fire fatality mm -hmm. because somebody didn't have a working smoke detector. So we want to make sure that we get that message out, and I appreciate you guys inviting me to Absolutely. spread that message. Really yes, do. Mm -hmm. yes, that's what we are here for. So you guys, you, you've heard it here from, from Chief himself is that, you know, fireworks are illegal in city limits of Waco. Don't set them off. Uh, make sure you've got, you know, those working smoke detectors. What else do we talk about, AJ? The electricity. Don't be going Clark Griswold with your Christmas lights. <laughs> like, you know, be smart about it. Use the outdoor cords. Don't overload the plugs. Right. Uh, yeah. Let your tree rest in the garage. Come to an, some sort of acclimation temperature. Right. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, the two exits. That was a new one. Never thought about that, but that's very smart. Like, yeah. you always have plan A, plan B, and then the contingency. Right. So. And one other, so when you talk about two exits, so when you go anywhere you go from this day forward and to, to the audience, anywhere that you go, always look for that exit. Smart. If you go to the grocery store, always look for that exit. If you go to the movie theater, always look for that exit because you never know. It's not just fires that we're concerned about these days. Yeah. You've got active shooter events that, that happen throughout the country. So when you go somewhere, make sure that you see another way out. Yeah, I kind of already do that, but not well, for fire purposes. Yeah, so we do that. We think about yeah, that from right. a public safety perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, We think about that. You know, I told my granddaughter the other day she was going to a, a, a playoff game, 
high school playoff game, big. I said, look, make sure you know another way out. Look, be always be aware of your surroundings because you just never know. Yes, yeah. that's right. Always better to be to be safe. Yes, safe in any yes. in any ways that you can. Well, Chief, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. I appreciate and thank it. Thank you guys for listening in on Waco PD on the beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer, and I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. Have a good one, Waco. Till next time. Waco PD on the beat, the heartbeat serving. You.